You're listening to the Total Off-Road Podcast. A little prelude to this episode, Rory and I recorded this a couple weeks ago, and I did not communicate with Derek and Mike at all. And so we all recorded a podcast for episode 160, and that is not the case. So you listened to 160 last week with Derek and Mike talking about KOH, and then this week is episode 161. But you're going to hear me, me and Rory call it episode 160 a couple times in here. So just disregard that. This is 161, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered to buggies on stickies. This is the Total Off-Road Podcast. I'm Steve. And I'm Rory. And this is episode 160. We have got Rad Designs himself on the podcast this week. <laughs> the the R A D. Yeah, Rad Designs himself. Let's let's just let's go with Rory so everybody knows me. Oh, well, I guess we could do that. Rad sounds cooler. I, I tell you that there's uh more guys that you'll see go, hey, talk to Rory, talk to Rory. <laughs> then you know, yeah, they talk to Rad Designs. I, Yep. That's yep. A, that's good. So, that means you're still cool. a small business. You're not a corporation. Yeah, uh-huh. definitely not. <laughs> uh, can I talk to the guy that designed these? Y- yeah, let me get Rory. Okay. C- can I talk to a uh, head of sales? Yeah, l- let me get Rory. Can I talk to the owner? Yeah. Yep. Let me get Rory. <laughs> yeah. I've I, I went down the list before. Like, okay, I design, build, pack, ship. Do you have. And answer the phone for tech support. You know? Do you have. Uh, do you have a rack of hats that has all those names on it? Oh man, no. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Just have a whole a rack with like yeah. like ten or like ten hats or so on it, and each hat says a different thing. Owner, yeah, sales, get, customer service. Right on. Yeah. President, <laughs> President, CEO, get it right. CEO, yeah. Owner, come on. Marketing and media. <laughs> uh huh. I wish I should do that. That would be hilarious. Every time I like, I'll change my hat, and then if somebody comes in and thinks I'm like doing something, like I'm on my phone or whatever in the in the war room. And they think that I'm just on my phone, like, oh, do I have a hat on my head? Oh, I do. Which hat is it? Oh, it's the marketing meeting. Oh, yeah, it's the media and marketing. Cool. Okay. It means I'm doing something. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you need to have me in the other room. So if they come in and ask for the other guy, you just walk out of the room, put that hat yep. on, and then yeah. come walking back. I'll keep, and go, I'll keep okay. all the hats in my office. Right. I'm here. I'm the owner. What, what can I help you with? You know? I'm going to do that. I'm actually going to do that. I'm going to buy a bunch of different hats that I all can have see you doing thing. that. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. So okay. So I don't get any walking customers. You know, I don't get any walking customers, so that's wouldn't do yeah. me any good from that aspect. Well, it's the it's so. not the customers that are the problem, it's the uh it's the employees. Namely one employee really. <laughs> um comes right. in comes into the war room and I'm on my phone and he thinks, Oh, well, he's on his phone, I should be on my phone. I'm like, No, I'm just not in my office, but I'm doing work related things, like I'm doing working on a quote. What do you want? Go back to work. Thank you. There you have it. No, you need, I've got this pen I got when I was teaching college Uh that has a button on it. He's going to go find it. I thought I I had it laying here, but every time you push it, it says no in a different way. (laughs) Like, um, uh, yeah, no, no, no. You know, and it goes on. I don't know. There's Uh like 10 of them. I like that. 
Okay. So I use that on my students all the time. Just push the button. Oh. Mm-hmm. I am oh. on your website. I am looking at. I am looking at stuff here. I will not be processing new orders until January 2nd of 2023. Current orders will be completed. Um, that banner is old. We've passed that. Day. Yeah, I know. That's because I suck. And I <laughs> honestly, I've been sick for like two months. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, just, uh-huh. just kind of weird. Just a weird deal. So, yep. I get that. That's serious. It's just. It's just slowed me down a little bit enough that I haven't taken that banner off. You know, the hard thing about that is like you specialize in building shifters, not web design. You know what I mean? And so like you have to try to figure out, you have to try to be the master of, or like try to, you know, figure out how to do all these things. And then you have to remember, oh yeah, I put a banner up there. Let me go put, take the banner down. Yeah. While you're I also don't doing go on my things. website. Look. All right. Yep. Well, it was funny because I got an email from a guy that says, Hey, just put an order in for one of your shifters. I want to cancel it since it's they're not going to be available for six months. And I'm like, I'm shipping these like oh. out every day. So I oh. went back and looked. Same thing. It said shift cables will be unavailable till May. <laughs> You're like, like oh. oh, that's kind of dumb. Okay, <laughs> let's let's clear that up. <laughs> My apologies. Yeah, see, that's a hard thing. You almost need a you need a. Uh a part-time helper to go in and do stuff with your website to keep it updated and keep all those things going. It's hard. I know that feeling. I like these stickers here. How long have you had these stickers for the Toyota triple stick? Oh, uh, probably new. a year now. Oh, okay. New stickers yeah, now available. See? There, there we go. Just, you're just it. bringing me down, man. I dig it. I like the, I like the sticker though. I dig the sticker. Dustin, did Dustin get these stick one of these stickers when he ordered his? No, you have to buy them. They're oh. they're extras. Well, he, didn't, he didn't buy one. Bought one or not? Maybe Speakeasy. he's smart enough to know how to do it without yeah. having yeah, the sticker. Dave you know? needs a sticker in his. He couldn't figure out his triple stick when he first got uh, in the Ranger when we were out at the uh, the complete off road um, extravaganza yep. thing. Yes, the quarry right. Dave ran around the first day and I was like, man, that truck sounds like it's laboring. Like it just doesn't sound like it has any power. He's like, I don't know what's going on. And <laughs> later that night we got back to camp and he started fiddling around with it. He looks over and he goes, how's it sound now? I said, it sounds better. He's like, yeah, I had this stick up in high and I thought it was in low. <laughs> I was like, aha, yeah. that's the problem. You don't know how the shifter works. Gotcha. Uh, so that was pretty, that was pretty funny actually. So yeah, a sticker would do him well. So anyway, yeah. Well, when I when I first did, well, actually, because I have, I don't, <laughs> I have triple sticks in my Toyota, but they're all cable, they're cable mounted, mm-hmm. so the sticker wouldn't work because mine are all separate levers and everything where, where I want them, and I have so I have like silver sharpie to tell me what's high and what's low. <laughs> you, know? you need the individual stickers so that people can yeah. lay it, so people can like lay them out, you know, differently for different stickers. You could do that. You could make little. Right. Um, just little round ones that say high and low. I like the round idea, but it, it's not on brand. So it has to be the arrow, the double arrow. And then oh. it has the high and low in the middle. Oh, instead of the plus and the minus. Yeah. Yeah. I think, let me see. Instead of the plus and the see, minus. That's what I, that would work, you know? Yeah. You could do the plus arrow. Plus is high, minus is low. Isn't that, can, or is that not too obvious? I don't know. Hmm. 
So now I'm looking at the VX shifter. Oh, you changed the. Oh, wait a minute. I'm looking at the uh... same one you have, bud. Mm hmm. What's the one? I'm looking at one here that has a button on both sides, maybe? It's just yeah, a that's image. for the 1618s. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, 6 Actually, there's some. There's some forces you can have for like cat shift, bump shift, whatever mm -hmm. you're familiar with. Yeah, that's Holy what cow. that's what that's how how um how intricate is it for you to try to set that up for the six and the eights? Is that is that a lot of work or is that pretty straightforward also? It's straightforward. Is it? It's just putting switches on there and letting guys connect them to whatever system they have because anymore, you know, it used to be kind of like everybody ran in stock computers and everything. Well, now there's so many options out there and you can run bump shift on 4R70s and bump shift on 4L80s. And so it's kind of like, okay, I'll give you two switches that's all set up. So then after you get it wired up, you can just run your wires up to the switches and you can have it do whatever you want it to do, you know? So, so the way that you've designed this, the one here for like, so let's say, let's say I put like a 6L90 in my cutlass and I want to run this rad design right. shifter. Um, so how does right. it work? Is it, is it mechanically one, two, three? How does the mechanically it's, it's no, it's just like a factory six speed is uh -huh. it's park uh -huh. reverse neutral drive then manual. Oh, and that's all manual. the gear positions are. Oh, in. oh, I see. So these buttons on the side are literally like a, like they would be your um, paddle shifters on your steering wheel. You just one, two, three, yep. four, like you click right. up and click down. I got you. That's different. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense, man. I got you. I forgot that they yeah. were controlled that way that you could do that. So you just put it in, you just slap it back into manual and then you just bump them to go up and down. So could yeah, you invert you couldn't could you invert those switches so that when you pull back in a manual you could just bump the shifter side to side? Or is That's it not? how they are. Oh, that is how they are in here? They're side. You you pull it back and go side to side. One side's up, one side's down. Oh, I can't zoom on this computer. Can't oh, there it is. There it is. No, but no, yeah, that that's how it is. It's that's kind of oh, like see the it. I see it. I, I thought the Camaros that's were that way. Um there's Honestly, a, the early Dodge Chargers were that way. So I see it now. So the screw on the outside of the switch is like what holds everything is what screws it all together. Yeah, that's and the button the cover on it. And the buttons on the inside. I got you. I couldn't see the button yep. in this image uh, on the website. That's why I didn't. Yeah, know. it looks black, so it's kind of hard to see. That's you know? slick, man. I like that a lot. That is that is super slick. I like that. Okay. What else? What else you been up to? We haven't talked to you in two years. Do you want to talk about Rad Designs shifter stuff for a little bit and just kind of like well, up, we did, update we, me on that? I mean, it's 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 kind of the same as it has been. I mean, there hasn't been really anything new and epic that's come out in the mm -hmm. last couple of years. Just because you guys, you know, were right there when I kind of came out with the VX shifter when we talked the last time. You uh -huh. know, it's been a few years ago. So You're other chill. than that, it's just been building those and you know and that's it building mm -hmm. everything i have you know that's worked, you were so. telling me that um you were telling me that uh what was i thinking here um that you changed something i thought on the on the shifter 
on the VX? Oh, no, it was, it was just a, a bracket for a switch I did minor must change to. So oh, gotcha. nothing, nothing epic or anything like that. Really. Right. Oh, I mean, is that? Okay, yeah. So I guess about the only thing, and I don't really remember when I added them, but the original VXs, mm-hmm. I changed some, added some holes in them in what they have now. Mm-hmm. So you could run a decode, decoded digital display for your gear position. Oh. So you could have like your little PRD and that, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, the decoded digital sells a bunch of different ones. Um, I feel like we talked so, about that a little bit. So I added holes so I could mount their switch onto my shifter and all their linkage and stuff instead of having it mount down on the transmission is how they have it designed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oh, the yeah. little display dash. So I mocked it up, you know, on a bench, mm-hmm. um, got it all figured out and had like the little custom brackets made and everything, but I haven't, haven't installed one yet in anything. And I'm going to actually put one in my, 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 uh, commando, a Jeep commando. I like it. Cause it's, it's like my new rat rod wheeling baby you know it's like beat up body <laughs> no straight panels uh-huh. had to patch a bunch of rust but you know all new gears and lockers and interior and gauges and every wiring harness and everything else so it's and been a heck of a build uh, uh, one of our listeners eric he's got a jeepster uh i think it's a commando it's definitely a jeepster i assume it's a commando yeah um, see, the early ones were called Jeepster commandos until mm-hmm. 72 and 72s and 73s are just called commandos because um, they went to uh looks like a Bronco or a scout had a nose on them. And I can't remember what year. Bottom, so they don't look like Jeep anymore in 72 and 73. Oh, you know, the with the little fenders and the hood and grill that, and you know, like that looks like a Jeep. I mean, they're not exactly the same mm-hmm. hood, like a CJ five and a Jeepster don't have the same grill and hood but they're they look a lot alike so it, it still looks like a jeep where the commando is pretty much they started copying the bronco is what i always say with it in 72 amc started that and what so, year's yours 72 oh 72 okay oh i see yeah oh. and they only made them two years that body style they call it the bull nose they only made those two bull, years yep. so yeah his is a his has the more cj front end to it yeah and seeing those all had Four cylinders or V6s in them, mm-hmm. where the 7273s had the straight six and the 304 V8 in them. See, I can get behind this conversation so got- of Jeepsters because Jeepsters are kind of becoming, they're coming back to being kind of a hot topic. You know, like yeah. Jeepsters kind of, oh. nobody really had any for a while. And now all of a sudden, I feel like they're starting to gain a little bit of popularity, which is cool because they're a bit of a heritage. Um, right. You know, like they, they were around well, for a little bit. The and... I mean, really, that's what, honestly, my opinion only, right. Uh-huh. That's where the Ch- Jeep, uh, Cherokee, like the XJs. Yeah, yeah. That's where they came from Yeah, yeah to yeah. replace that vehicle. Yep. You know, I feel like you're, I feel like that's really a, a full body vehicle with a, with a hard top to mm-hmm. take, go out on a little back seat in it, you know, but it was a longer wheelbase by quite a bit. You know, it was a 101 inch wheelbase on the original one. So, mm-hmm. so 
All right. So selfishly, before we get into talking about your builds, things that you're working on and toys that you have work on, because I think that'd be cool to talk about. Selfishly for myself, let me ask you some yep. questions. One. Okay. The linkage for my XJ. So this is going to be for you guys that have XJs that either have a VX shifter or are going to put a VX shifter in your XJ, which I highly recommend. And if you want to do it so it's semi-stockish, sort of, kind of, check out how I did mine. I think it came out really great. Rory, I think you still have the plate design for that floor mount that I did. You still have that. You, yeah, you probably I mean, still have that on file somewhere, right? I <laughs> I have uh, like a setup. Yeah. That a plate that covers the original hole, uh-huh. then brackets that come up with the VX will bolt to and, and above the original console. Right. I did I mean, mine. That's what's in my chair. Right. And then I did mine. I wanted mine to sit down in the console. So since I right. had done a nine inch swap and didn't have an e brake, I didn't need the e brake anymore. And so I just cut my console back a little bit. And then Rory made me a plate that bolts down. It's just a flat piece of eighth inch that bolts down to the original hole. And then my VX bolts to that back where basically where the e-brake is on a factory 95 uh, Cherokee. And right. then I ran the shift cable down through the actual existing grommet for the e-brake cable. And it comes out behind the transfer case and goes up to the uh, transmission there. It actually fits super well. Everything is like mint. Um, so my question to you, the linkage that uh, the bracket, the arm that bolts onto the transmission shifter linkage, like the shifter arm at the transmission, is that supposed to be tight or is that yeah. supposed to have side to side play? Should be tight. Okay. Mine is not tight. I threw some washers on it and I still could not get it to snug up. So I have that's got weird. something there that's off. When I was trying to figure out the whole, I broke my shifter thing and I was trying to work on uh, tuning linkage. That's when I found that. And so I threw a washer behind it and it still didn't tighten up. I'm like, well, I don't want to stack washers so that it's against the case. So I need a washer that, um, yeah, so I'm not sure. What about the washer in front of it? To bring the nut in the left. Yeah. I need to, I need to look into that. I'm not sure why it's not snugging up. It's getting tight on the shaft before it tightens that up. I will look into that and Are I'll send you, you a video. On I don't recall. Probably I might. Not. I don't know. Because the stock net, like, it's flan. I'm pretty sure it's flange uh-huh. with the recess in it. So it oh. should take care of that. Because I've, you know, I've got one in mine. Uh-huh. Uh, my son-in-law put one in his. And they were all tight. So... Yeah, I mean, it's and then I've yeah. got the transmission I use for mock up here in the shop. And yeah, I've never seen that. OK, I'll take a, it's the, just you need a washer on the outside. So when you're tightening it down, it tightens, you're getting up. pressure on the lever. I've seen it against the back without right bottom and out a little lip that sticks out there. My shit's so dirty under there, like the transmission just caked <laughs> in mud and junk um, for the, from over the years. Right. I think I was concerned with pressing the arm against the case of the transmission. I wasn't sure like, am I going to press that against that against the case? Like, cause I don't want to do that because then it'll bind against the case. Um, and I couldn't really see real well. Cause like I said, it's all dirty. I will, right. I will get underneath there and I will scope that out. Uh, next question. I had about the rad designs. Oh, is there a way that I can rig up a light to tell me when I'm in or out of 
uh, overdrive when I have that button shift into overdrive? Is that a, can I do that? Not really, because what okay. you do is when you push the button in, it's it momentary. shuts the power off to everything. So I would have to have some type of gated relay or some type of a relay that when I press that button, it's it have to be or, a or uh huh. No, no, hey, hey, let's not make it complicated. Okay. Get a little tiny like half inch LED light yep. that push sits flush. Yep. Okay. So and that's gonna have power to it all the time. So it's gonna be always on until you put it in overdrive and then the light will go off. Okay. I could do hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? I will bet you money that if I do just a little bit of R and D on that, I can figure out how to reverse that and make it just the opposite. So when it runs out of power, it turns on. I'll bet you I can figure that out. In fact, I know I can figure that out because I can just throw a relay in there with a five, a five position relay that when you turn the relay off, it will turn that on. Yes, you're right. But then that's just more stuff to go wrong instead of just the light. That's okay. I'm I like shit that fails all the time. It's not on Roy though. Yeah. You can do it has the normally open and normally closed on it. Yeah. So yep. That would work. And I could just throw that. Okay. I will figure that out because I would like to know I leave that thing in overdrive all the time by accident. And you go from second to third and you're like or like you go to first to second and it goes into third and you're like, what the what what happened there? Right. <laughs> Why yeah. do I have no power? Oh yeah, because you're in third now. Um, and so I, I do that all the time and forget that I'm in overdrive. So I would love to have a little light. So that is doable. I will figure that out. Um, have you been able to adjust your? I haven't like played with it a lot since I installed it. Like I installed it and it was like really close. I think I tinkered with it one day for just a little bit and got a little closer. One of the things I have is. When I'm in down in first gear, um, as I start to move forward, like I put pressure on the shifter to get ready to go into second before it actually like before the shifter engages second mechanically, um, I'm coming off of my button switches. Yeah. And so it switches early. Is that just an adjustment? Yeah, that's just just a cable adjustment. Just yeah. a cable adjustment. Okay, yeah. I need to what play you're going to do is you're going to loosen the cable up so the lever actually comes back a little further when it's in first. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have to move further, you know? Yeah. I had it dialed yeah. in at one time, and then I think it moved. So yeah. I, had it, I had it really I had it where you could put, where you could have the in first gear and kind of have pressure against the, the cable. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then you'd actually have to, like, push on it for it to drop in a second. Um, it's not a big deal until you are out on trail bumping around and stuff. And like it kind of, you, you put pressure on it and it drops in a second and then all of a sudden you let off and it goes back into first and you're like, Oh dang it. Um, and that, like I said, I figured that was an adjustment right. thing. I need to work on that. I need to dial yeah. my adjustments back in my, the previous shifter I had in my Toyota would do that. Cause I have a habit of resting my hand on the shifter uh-huh. and it would do that. I'd have yep. it in second, reach my hand up there and it would like <laughs> want to jump down to first without really moving the lever but let me tell you when you drop that aw4 in the first gear in in low range if you're in in four low and you drop it in the first gear it is like it's like downshifting and like just clutch dropping a manual those things that, that first gear is so rowdy um yeah but i absolutely love just a quick shout out i absolutely love my vx shifter in that jeep i love that when i'm going down a hill it holds first gear and I can use it like a manual. 
That has got to be one of my favorite things about that shifter. Does that I make, agree. Does that make, yeah, I was saying, does that make sense on your end? Because it does, I mean, it works oh, man. phenomenal. There were some like big old gnarly mountains mm-hmm. where I wheel every summer with a bunch of XJ guys, the Naxja uh-huh. XJ groups in the Northwest. And there's, we'd spend all day up on top of get, getting to this top of this mountain and then you'd come back down off the mountain and it was, oh, I bet there's 4,000 feet of elevation change that you're Holy coming cow. down this hill. Uh-huh. And you're on the brakes if you don't have that. You know, yep. it's like most most actually want to shift up when you let off coming yep. down something that steep. So it's shift up to second, mm-hmm. then you and hit the you're... brakes and then shift down to first. And yeah, you're relying on the brakes to hold it. Mm-hmm. Right. First time I went over there, I was like, me and one other guy had one of my rail shifters. And it wasn't long after they came out. It's been quite a while ago. And we're coming down off the mountain. Running the rail first, second, first. There'd be a straightaway. Mm-hmm. We'd click it up to first and we'd come up and there'd be a corner to slow down. We'd just flick it back, put mm-hmm. it in first, did compression brake. You'd slide a little. It was a gravel road. You uh-huh. know? Get down to the bottom and no kidding, there was guys with smoke. Wow. Rolling out of there. Jeeps just stinking from their brakes being overheated. Darren and I are going, well, that was pretty cool. Yeah, no kidding. I didn't have to touch my brakes once. You know. <laughs> yep, that's how it was for me. In most cases, you know, if you, if you do have to touch your brakes, it's very little. Um, and right. uh, I did notice that if you use that consistently a lot, like you're in first gear going down a mountain like that, and you're letting the engine do all of your braking, it will pull oil up through the oil rings. I will, at least on my Jeep. And it's that engine's probably got 160,000 on it. So there is that. But oh, gotcha. <laughs> if you want to lubricate the upper cylinder, just put her in first gear and head down a mountain. Right. You'll be lubricated. Like a big old date break too, right? Yeah, basically. You know, just engine braking the whole time. But it's wonderful for that. If anybody's thinking about getting a VX shifter, I definitely recommend it. I think it's worth every penny. And the customer service, it's pretty okay too. Pretty okay. Yeah, it's pretty okay. (laughs) So... Uh, right. Let's, uh, I think that's all the questions I have about the rad. I am going to do one thing, Rory. I'm going to pause this for two seconds. I'm going to pause this for two seconds. I'm going to go check if I can touch that, uh, the overdrive switch. Remember we were talking about that the other night on the phone and you're like, you can't, you can't flick that overdrive switch while your hands on the ball. I think I can. Okay. I'm going to go check it real quick. I'll be right back. Are you breaking stuff? Yes. (laughs) Okay. I'm back. Uh, so I cannot have my hand directly on top of the ball and touch it. But I guess what I do is I just roll, I just roll my hand over the side of the shifter and just click it. And right. uh, it always works for me. So, so you made a bracket that raises that button up. Yeah. I've got a little housing that bolts onto the shift lever that puts that button right below the knob. Oh, okay. I got you. That's that what sense. I have in my, my XJ that I drive around doing stuff. with. Right. And then I checked the transmission as well while I was in there. And I do still have the factory flange nut or a factory flange nut on the, uh, on the linkage. Okay. I'm gonna have to figure that out. I'm gonna figure out why that's the nut is snugging up before the bracket is. Right. But yeah, I'll get, uh, it's probably something on my end operator error. Almost always. You could have that shaft coming out of there could be worn or something too you know i mean anything's possible and right these old x 
That's a fact. I will pull it apart so, and scope it out and take some videos and we'll check that back and forth and figure out what, uh, what's causing that on my end. Right. Mm-hmm. Will do. Right on. I like it. Okay. So what have you been working on? You're talking about your race sheet. What do you want to talk about first? What's top of mind for you? Man, they're just, they all kind of intermingle because it's not like just one project I've worked on. So mm-hmm. let's go. So I'm down to five, only four Jeeps and a Toyota now. Okay. So I had I had a two-door XJ that I was going to, that it has an LS in it, 5.3 Chevy, whatever. And I haven't worked on it for like a billion years. So I ended up just a few weeks ago, gave that to my son-in-law. So he's going to, he wants it because him and my daughter and their son will fit in it perfect. Cause I designed it to have a centered seat for the back seat. And it's, I bought one of the little kids like PRP seats or whatever they are, mm-hmm. you know, for little kids. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get it all up and rolling. So now I'm down to the four, the, XJ that we're talking about, I have my stuff in. It's like my run to the you know parts store, hardware store, whatever in typically, but it's got a VX in it, and um, it's just kind of kind of been my just basic test thing. I mean, it's pretty much stock, except for that. You know, when you get inside, there's this big old black shifter sitting there. <laughs> you said that's so in your then, XJ. Yeah. Yeah. That's in the XJ that I drive around to the, like going to the store. They got an XJ I don't drive. Mm-hmm. And I've got my race Jeep and I've got the Commando. The race Jeep, it's, <laughs> times have changed so much since it was built. I built it like before I was married. So yeah. this year I'll be married 35 years. So 36, 37 years ago, I built this thing. And I tell people, I had a beer budget and if I had any money left over after buying beer, I put it into my race team, you know, mm-hmm. because young single guy in his twenties. And, you know, it was like, you know, priorities of life, even though I wanted to race, but still, but it's uh, like a military body is what it looks like. Uh-huh. Got the stock frame under but like full cage sidebars and all this. And I built it to do the races, the short course races they used to have up here in the P&W all the time. Back in the 80s, there was like a race almost every weekend all summer long, somewhere in the Northwest. Mm -hmm. So it was just just kind of pick and choose where you wanted to go, what you could afford to go to. So all over Washington and Oregon, I went and raced quite a few places with that. And it started out with a 360 AMC Turbo 400. Dana 44 back, the, the 30 front. And then I wanted more power. So I built a 350 Chevy for it and did a transmission housing swap so I could run a 350 Chevy Turbo 400. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I was thinking, it's like nobody would do this anymore, but like use pistons, use cam. You know, aluminum stock, aluminum intake with a quadrajet on it. I mean, it was just what everybody kind of did back then. And so I built it up and raced it for a few years into like maybe 90, 91. Well, probably 90 or 91 anyway was probably the last year I raced it. Um, Then it kind of just sat around. I had all my kids were born by then. And 
finally, I think it sat around for maybe almost 10 years and I sold it to this local guy and he wanted just something. He lived up, bought a farm and he wanted something to run around out on his farm with in the rocks and the fields and stuff. So I sold it to him and he played with it for a while and then built himself a, a regular rock crawler and just parked this. Mm-hmm. So a year ago, my son-in-law's up there and, you know, he knows all about my Jeep and history and everything. He goes by there and kind of knows the guy, talks to him. Well, hey, do you want to, you ever think about, Roy wants to buy that back if you want to sell it. Uh-huh. And he said, yeah, sure. So I got a smoking deal and bought it back. <laughs> and it still has tires on it. They're like 40 years old. Oh my gosh. I went through, I had to put a new transmission in it. The transmission was shot, but I just kind of like changed all the oils and fluids and got it running again. So then like, you know, like my kids, it was only played on it like a jungle gym. Cause he was two years old when I sold it or so, you know, he's, right. he got to drive it. You know, my granddaughters got to drive it around and he's just, She's 13 and she just thinks it's a hoot. She can't believe all that power, you know, you can get, but, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, bet. but it's basically kind of like I restored it except for the, you know, the 1980s, mid eighties short course racer that we had here. It's, and I was always been kind of, you know, it's like, obviously, cause I do the, all the shifter stuff that I designed. Mm-hmm. I'm reading all the four wheel and off-road magazines and off-road magazine stuff of what to do with. So it's got a, Trailing arm four link suspension with coil springs. Yeah. So, which was, which, you which know, nobody, the, yeah, the cat's ass that wasn't back even then. really a thing about it, then, uh-huh. you know, type of thing. So, and it's that's still all there. Yeah. It's all original, everything. I did put new shocks on it because the old shocks were all just totally shot. <laughs> and there was things on there. I was like, I can't believe I did this. There wasn't a fuse in the entire harness. So I'm running <laughs> gauges, two electric fans on the radiator. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. got a four core, like Chevy pickup radiator in it, in mm-hmm. the back. And yeah, not a fuse and nothing, never, nothing ever fried. I mean, I mean, all the years that I used it, then I grew running around on the farm where I was working and stuff at the time. You know, I worked with my dad on the, wheat ranch and mm-hmm. i'd use it to go check fences or chase cows or whatever and yeah never had a problem but i get it in the shop you know and then start going through everything i'm going did i really do this are you oh, kidding yeah. me <laughs> so i rewired the whole thing and just trying to make it you know fuse panel and switch you know switches for everything separate instead of like turn on one switch and everything comes on type of thing it was mm-hmm. just almost like it was before so yeah but one- yeah it's been it's really neat to have it back it's you know it's Hasn't been painted. My name is still painted on it. The stickers are all gone that I had on there, but for the most part, it's just exactly like uh, I, you know, had it when I built it, you know, 30 some years ago and drive it around. In fact, I drove it a couple days ago out through in the snow and stuff out through the trees. We have five acres. So mm-hmm. I was blasting around out in the snow and the, everything the other day, just, just to start it up this winter and drive it around a little bit. So. Right. It's been a great project to get back and run in a little bit of my fab in history and racing history kind of back in the family. And my middle kid, my youngest son, he says, oh, I want that. When you don't want it anymore, you have to give that to me. You have to leave that to me in your will. And okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, so. 
because um, the history of it. Like, I'm I'm buzzing through. I'm looking at stuff as you're talking here. I'm literally like kind of like checking out some of the stuff uh, on your Instagram on the Rad Designs products right. uh, Instagram. I did f- come across your shifter, the uh, button there mounted underneath the lever, but I can't see it because somebody's hands in the way. But you have a yeah. you have that uh, that big display that shows you third and fourth gear. Does that also go two and one yeah. when you downshift? Yep. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Are you selling those that's on the website? From, that's from Nick in Time. No, that display is from oh Nick in Time. Yeah. 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 I remember so you guys I were working together. I'm holding him. And he had some questions about wiring up his system to work with like my stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, um, I feel like so I said, only... well, hey, when you do that, I want a display. And he goes, well, they're like a one inch. No, I want a big display. Big. Yeah. And he goes, are you sure? I go, yeah. So yes, he got me like that two inch <laughs> numeric display for one through four. Yeah. So I got to have that mounted on the dash of the Cherokee because I just mm-hmm. think that's cool. I mean, you can see it, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. 3D printed a little housing and it's kind of pinched in behind the plastic of the dash and everything in there, you know, but, and I just, I love, I, Love that. I told him, yeah. I go, you could sell a bunch of those if you made big ones like that. For sure. And he was, he's hesitant about doing that, but I think it's people just love to, that big old display. He just needs a little more traction, like a little more notoriety, um, so that he can go and do that full time instead of part time. If I yeah. guess if he wanted to, maybe he doesn't. Maybe, maybe part time is exactly how much he wants to do it. Well, yeah, you know, and the thing is, this like the Cherokees. There's fewer of them every year. You know, it's kind of yeah, like but a defeating battle. But now they're, I don't know. I feel like the Cherokee right now is so popular. And then all you have to do, like, once you figure all that out, all you have to do is be able to take what you already know and move it over to the next platform that becomes the new shitbox. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, there's so many people no, running Cherokees, so. but yeah, he's smart enough that I definitely think he could do that with oh, following yeah. through. But you know. But I he, had people, I used to sell little gear display things that some guy in New England would make for me. And mm-hmm. it was super simple off a little relay board, little one inch displays. Yeah. You know, they were like motorcycle gear displays. But well, actually, that's what I put in my Toyota. But it's just, he wasn't doing them, didn't want to do them anymore. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to deal with the wiring and trying to figure out how to mount it or where to mount it, what works. So I just quit quit worrying about it. I mean, right. it's fairly simple, but big one, that's, I just thought that was so cool. I mean, that I is. think that's, it's race car stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, but it would be nice. Yeah. That would be a cool I, to have. I mean, not that you don't know what gear you're in, but it's cool to have that, especially for that three, four, having that other is pretty awesome. I like it. I like the way that that looks in the, uh, in your Jeep there. It looks nice in there, the way you have it mounted up. The biggest reason that mine is back where it's at the reason that I cut the console and moved it back where the e-brake is at is that I wanted to be belted into my seats with a four point and be able to fully reach my shifter all the way to park. Right. And so and see, that does it with the way, the way mm-hmm. I mounted it there, cause it sits up higher and it is back from stock. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you can actually reach it really well with it. Just that little bit of movement. To but I got a little baby located. It makes it right. comfortable. I got little T-Rex arms though. Right. <laughs> that's, the, that's the problem. My little short arms. 
but T-Rex. yeah, little T-Rex arms. So you've got your race Jeep back and you have got your XJ. What's the tube buggy thing you got here? Is that a customer vehicle? Oh, I, last year, a year ago, I built a rock crawler for a guy with one of my chassis. I got you. And that's the one that has red so wheels like on it. Tube chassis, red wheels. Yep. 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 That looks so, like super he had, he had a working, a working, he competed in all the We Rock events this last year in mm-hmm. 2022. East and West Coast. He went to all of them. But from the year before, 2021 to 2022, he calls me. I mean, I, knew the guy you know just from being at all the event west coast events that i typically go to the three or four or mm-hmm. i should say two or three i guess i go to and so we talked and we talked and finally one day he gets old and he goes hey i want you to take everything out of my rock crawler and put it in one of your chassis and i'm doing all the all the wee rocks next year she said oh cool we'll do so he brought it Oh, like around Thanksgiving time, mm-hmm. dropped it off. He's from Colorado, from the Denver area. Wow. Um, Rock Tech Racing is what his handle is, like on all the social media stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, dropped it all off. So I just, I had my chassis all welded up for the most part, the chassis itself, and just started pulling the parts off of his and, you know, all the, drivetrain out of it and then uh axles you know motor transmission transfer case and while he was there and we're looking at stuff he's still running a toyota transfer case because he's running a 22r Mm -hmm. that's built and i said man you need to get rid of that toyota transfer case or clock it up or something yeah i don't know i don't and no kidding he got home Got on the phone with Midnight Metalworks and had a new case out here, like with just, you know, in a short time from them. Really? So we took we took the Toyota case off and put that Midnight Metalworks case in there and that dropped everything down the center of gravity. Oh man, I can't I couldn't tell you how many inches we dropped everything down, be able to have that case running flat and everything else to uh and put it in there. He absolutely loves it. It's it's a pretty unique rig, and he did do all of the East Coast, West Coast, and Nationals in that thing last year, and flopped uh, it over a few times with only minor damage, which kind of says a lot for just the layout of the chassis that it didn't collapse on every, you know, right structurally. So that was pretty cool. But he's a just a racer. He's racing King of the Hammers in his Toyota in the 4600 class this year, and he's done it before. So mm-hmm. he's just a off-road guy. And uh, it was a cool project, cool build-up. So looks like with the that way it took me yeah. lots of months. I was surprised how long it actually took, you know. And you see guys working on stuff like well, I mean, but there's always parts you're waiting on. I think that was the big thing, you know, mm-hmm. you're always waiting on this is going to be a couple of weeks out and that ends up being extra besides that. And this is going to be a while and they all kind of overlap each other. So it takes a lot longer. And I, now I see why guys take so long to get, you know, have a shot, build them something because it's a uh, pretty, pretty involved when it's on a timeline, you know, when right. you're just doing stuff on your own, you don't really pay attention. You don't really care. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been working on it this year. Yeah. You know, I'll get her done this fall or whatever, but, 
when you're like, hey, it's got to be done by this date so you make the first comp. You're just like, holy <laughs> crap, man, I got to get out there and get on this. But uh-huh. we did it, so. Yeah, it looks like it came it out worked. nice. Especially after he got all the, the panels wrapped and painted, whatever he did oh, to yeah. him. That's nice. I, that yep. thing's got a lot of headroom for him. Like it he, does. He's he, not a very tall guy either. With that setup, I could get the seats down low. Uh-huh. I probably didn't need to get them down that low. Mm-hmm. And if I was going to do another one, I would have them sit a little bit higher. Right. I think that'd help with visibility and stuff, you know, because your body is a big thing with the uh, um, weight. Mm-hmm. You know, if your body sits a little higher, it's not going to be that big a deal for, you know, center of gravity. Right. But it's, I was really worried about it just because so many guys have their helmets right against that top. Yep. Cage, you yep. know, he's a long way from that. And he's probably got eight in, inches. In something, yeah, where you want to move around in there and stuff and not mm-hmm. be bumping your head. It's just, I was making sure there was plenty of room. And I, you know, you mock it all up and it's so bizarre because I mock it, mocked the whole thing up in solid works, sent it off and had a guy know do all the bending, cutting stuff for it and then send it back to me in a pallet uh-huh. to put together. And it all works out. That's you know, I was just like, I was so happy that all worked that way. And there's, that's actually the second one I put together as far as chassis goes. Like the, it didn't, it didn't get completed. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy, I just welded it all up and he came and got it. And then he ended up selling it. And I guess somebody else is putting it together. I don't know. I haven't heard anything from them, but right. you know, it's kind of the same way. I had different seats in there and there. I mean, all seats are different. So it's kind of tough to figure out. Yeah, you got one guy that's you know, five foot six right. and another guy that's six foot six. That's a big difference, you know, sit wise. Right. So I forget yeah. how tall. What it? seats are you running? Are you running right. a full race seat, which you're probably going to sit a little bit different in than if you're going to run a trail mm-hmm. type seat? You know, you definitely have more padding. You're going to sit up a little higher. So yeah. Yep. And I tried to keep it open on the side too. So you could see out for like more of a trail type setup, you know, because there's a lot more guys playing on trails than there is competing you know, and rock crawling. So I was just going after the trail guys more than anything. So yeah. whatever. But yeah. yeah. That was kind of a cool thing to do. I like the headroom. Cause that, that way so, when you do roll it over, you don't smack your head against the cage. You know, you're, there's yeah. a lot less, even if the cage bends a little bit, you got a long way before you're going to smack your head against it. Right. Mm-hmm. So kind of what I was trying to do. Cause I know what everybody says. Well, you're like, have your helmet on and then you should have like four or six inches above your helmet. I'm like, really? Well, look around. Cause I don't think that's <laughs> what you usually you see. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice to have at least a little bit of room to move around. That is a faux show. So you got the scout, you got your race Jeep. What are you going to work on in 2023? No, scout. no I'm, I'm no sorry. Scout. Not scout. Yeah. The scout want to be my bad. <laughs> Yes, you have your, right, so your then, Jeepster. Yeah, that's funny. Jeep Commando. Yeah, your Commando. So that which, that uh, project, I've had it probably four years, at least, mm-hmm. maybe more, four or five years, uh, regardless. But ten years before that, a friend of mine calls me up, goes, "Hey, man, I I want to buy this Jeep Commando, and it's like." two hours away and you want to, I'll buy gas if you'll, you know, diesel, whatever. 
Uh-huh. And, you know, we'll go up there, keep your trailer, go up and get it and haul it back for me. I go, heck yeah. And it's a guy I've known and we raced. He always went with me to races and wheeling and stuff, you know. So, heck yeah, let's go. So, we drive up there. It's, it runs, pulls it on the trailer, tighten her all down, bring it home, unloaded his house. And so, he starts taking it apart, cleaning it up because it was definitely had been out and around and everything you know before mm-hmm. so he got the rear end rebuilt and pretty much everything pulled out of it i don't think he did much of it bought a cj7 front axle for it so he'd have disc brakes and mm-hmm. then just kind of sat in his shop as a roller you know nothing else really done to it and uh finally he said hey would you be interested in that and i go yes I'll buy it. Yes, so yes, I would. He made me a smoke, another smoking deal on it. And I had it. It sat around for a long time. It ran. Mm-hmm. And I drove it and stuff before. But those Jeeps have like one or two fuses in them from the factory. And they're inline fuses. Oh. Everything else is run through circuit breakers. Oh, no kidding. And this is from the factory. It's like crazy. There's like. Uh, from the factory, there's this one circuit breaker in the dash that has like five wires going to it, you know? It's like, what the holy... So, I started going through. I got it running first and everything. Got the front axle put under it. New leaf springs. Did a spring over. It's 48 gears. Lockers front and rear. Oh, wow. And then I started looking and the wiring is just... I can't... You know, I'm having problems with stuff not working right. Blowing fuses, so... Well, I put a fuse panel in it, and then it kept blowing fuses. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out where this, where the bad wire. So finally, I bought a just one of those wiring harnesses with a fuse block in it, you know. Mm-hmm. And just got a pair of side cutters and cut everything out of the interior, all the wiring front to Oof. back, everything, and then put the new one in there, laid the new one all in there, and everything went, went in. It, nice so it has a real fuse block in it. No, so yep. was that was all it, updated? Was that basically a replacement harness for the Jeep or for the Commando? No, it was a universal one. Oh, really? But it just it worked out. Yeah, you're able to make it work out. Yeah. Just, well, I mean, there's nothing in them. You know, right. if you stop think about it. There's no Gages? fuel injection or any, <laughs> yeah. anything extra. Like no AC, no power windows or anything. So it's. Pretty pretty straightforward. It's like, oh, I need power to a starter, an alternator, you mm-hmm. know, headlights and taillights, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, that's it. But uh, but I kind of went through, ended up going through everything. Like the heater core was starting to leak, so I pull it out. Mm-hmm. And it actually has, it's from a junkyard. And it said it was for a Maverick. Oh, jeez. So some guy just kind of like, oh, this is close enough. I'll make it work. So I bought a new heater core for it. <laughs> and uh, there was a few things like that that were just like, what the holy heck? Had to buy a new wiper motor for it. Uh, just some little, you know, of course, then all the other things, because it's been sitting for so long, you know, a new water pump, new alternator, new starter. Yeah, once you start driving a little bit. New carburetor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, new carburetor. You know, just so it's all. What'd you end up putting in for a carburetor? What's that? What'd you end up putting in for a carburetor? It's got a Chinese Motorcraft 2100. Oh, really? Yeah, two barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that's what they had two barrels on them. The three Oh fours did. And I had my three sixty had the original motorcraft two barrel on it. Mm -hmm. And I was so impressed that, uh, and that was on my race Jeep, you know, that you could get out there side hill and around and stuff and it would miss, but it would never die, you know? And man, I, I'm going to, that's what I want for this. Cause it had, uh, it had a Holly two barrel on it, which had been sitting for so long and was so gunked up and, I never have liked Holly, so I didn't even, I just threw it in a box and gave it to some other guy that thought they were cool. So, and then I just bought one of these new ones because everybody says they work good. Mm -hmm. So I threw that on there. Yeah, no kidding, man. It starts, runs, an electric choke, and man, it's been a great, you know, for a year now I've had it on there. So it's been a great thing. So then I've gone through, it's got, put one of my, build a center console for it and put all auto meter gauges in it, you know, speedometer and everything. So it's uh, pretty much just rebuilt except for doing body work, you know, type of thing. Right. So still going on right now. It's like little things like I'm putting sound deadening, mm -hmm. those kill mat yep. everywhere I can. I like that. And you, can then, buy, uh, you can buy a box of that kill mat and then just start going through it. Like, Oh, I ran out. Let me grab some more. Yeah. I had a, like half a box already here and I bought another full box and mm -hmm. I used all used them all up doing what I needed to do. It's to come out actually worked out perfect. You doing the 50 so, mil? And then I've got you doing the 50 mil 80. on that? 80? Yeah. That's open mine is 80. Yep. They, um and then I uh put like a pot, you know, it's and I'm building it, it just kind of like a guy building something at home, you know, mm -hmm. just not not this isn't custom. So I bought like a big floor mat, like you'd have on the floor in front of a machine or in a doorway or something like that and cut mm -hmm. it all down to put it in the back. So there's a rubber floor mat in the back and same with for carpet. I'm going to do the same thing. Just like, you know, entryway, that carpet mat stuff that you, you know, it's scrape your shoes off on when you walk into a place, you know, mm -hmm kind of bristly put that on the floor on both sides of the passenger area there's no back seat oh i put my action packer tub in the back that i had in the toyota because this is going to be my new go out and play on you know wheeling rig you know i built a full cage for it you know light bar because i have lockers so i could do the light bar and a 50 inch light bar fits perfect with the width of that windshield frame. I mean, it tucks underneath down below the, the roof line and oh, doesn't perfect. really stick out too far because there's kind of an overhang on the roof on those. Mm -hmm. So that fit in there perfect. And then added like the third brake light and backup lights, you know, that are off-road lights. Just, I'm just having fun just doing stuff to pimping it out, I guess you'd say, but it's all real, real world useful stuff. You know, it's not right. like, oh, I'm not putting green trim around all the fender wells or anything, you know, lights or anything weird like that, but mm -hmm. just kind of keep it practical and useful and make it clean, you know, kind of looking. So yep, that's, that's, a, that's been my baby right now. I love it. I've driven it to the store a few times now that I've got everything dialed in, in it and then just, uh, I love it. Speedometer's off. So I guess I need to get bigger tires. So that's how you fix that. Right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all five <laughs> miles an hour at 55. So I just need to go to 35s instead of 33s. The crappy part, the 33s are brand new. So, you know, whatever. 
Yeah, well, that is so good. Can you just change that? So how what like what RPM is it spending at fifty five? Like twenty five hundred. Oh, that's because yeah. that's because you did the four eighty eights. Yeah, well, he yeah. had them. The guy I bought them from, he bought all the gears. Oh, okay. So I just and you know, and honestly, like where he he lives down there, where I used to live, it's like a forty five mile an hour road to go up to the mountains. So having 488s and running 33s and running two grand as you're going up to the mountains is no big deal. At least you're not lugging it going up the hills and stuff. So right. it's really, he built it right. He, he did the right choice for picking and he can run 35s and still not be, you know, under geared. So mm-hmm. I think he did it right. It's just, I get out and want to run into town. And, you know, even though it's a county road, you still want to go 50, 55 and, yeah, it's, she's winding a little tight, but it's not far, and it doesn't yeah. really matter. So, and what what engine did you say was in that one? Three hundred four AMC three hundred four. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, it's been my latest project that's in and out of the shop, and it kind of just keeps me occupied, you know, on weekends with keeping my mind going, trying to build something new and different type <laughs> of stuff, you know, like. Mm-hmm. I put a swing out tire carrier that holds a gas can on it. And I did see that just, just, yeah, it's got a winch on it. It's got a, actually, it's got a old worn HS 9,500 winch. And the HS was the high speed winch they made for a short time. Uh-huh. And I thought, well, heck for snow wheeling, you want something that's fast more than yeah. pulling power. Right. You know, if you get stuck in a little bit of, you know, in a snow bank or something, you just, Get, get me up out of here. I don't need a bunch of power. I just need, you know, give me some speed so I can, you know, not, yeah. not running stupid slow. So that's set for the 87 24, you know, the high wind, high, yeah. old school wind. There's nothing is. close to being a fast, you know, then except for one of these. So, mm-hmm. and it's got cable on it, which I'm not a fan, but that's what came with it. So at some point, I'll have to get some rope, I think. So, yeah, I'd rather have synthetic. Yeah, it's just easier to pull out and and use. Yeah, I I definitely switching to synthetic was nice. I thought for me anyway, that was my preference. Yeah, I, I did that on my Toyota like ten or so years ago. And man, what it's so much nicer if you have to pull it out, or if you're place where you're going to use it a few times, you just kind of wad the rope up on stuff behind <laughs> the winch and not worry about wheeling it all back in you yep, know yep exactly yeah i just we, pull it right back out again you know just in case so wrap mine around my makes little, it handy yeah i just wrap mine around my little stinger there and like yep that's good we'll, we'll wind it up later at the end of the day i just leave it there it's fine right yep mm-hmm. yep so it is nice for that i know guys used to yeah, do that with cable too but rope just does it a little bit easier yeah and it's easier to handle and mm-hmm. you know i don't know it was just I've never gotten a splinter. I've never gotten a splinter or had my hand ripped open by it yet. Right. Yeah. I've definitely never on my Jeep running cable winches on other like farm when I was on the farm and stuff. Definitely every now and then you'd grab a piece of cable and get that little tiny needle up into your finger somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's gonna hurt for a couple weeks. Yeah. Definitely. That is for sure. Always. But that's awesome. But yeah, that's so that's in the shop now, and 
you know, kind of finishing up some stuff so I can take it out, go snow wheeling a couple of times in it, have some fun with it now mm-hmm. that it's all put together. But, you know, there's still, you know, like any project, you get them 90% done and you can use it and do whatever you want, but there's always going to be 10% that you need to go do to. Yeah. The little. You want to do. The right? little pieces. Yeah. The little bits here and there that you got to finish up. Um, right. Mm-hmm. I do agree with that. There is a lot of, uh, you know, the, and it's always like the little nickel and dime stuff at the end that wears you out. Like the big projects, you get those done. You're like, all right, cool. Now what, what are the little stuff? Like they're, they're supposed to be the fun things, but then they just take a like forever. Like oh, I'm going to take right. this little bitty thing done here and this done there. And it just takes time. Which well, not yeah, thing, but they're not things that keep you from going wheeling, but they're just things that you want to make it nicer. Right. You know, when you are out wheeling or driving or whatever you want to do. Like I put a, a low ranch GPS in it that I'd bought in for the LSXJ originally. Mm-hmm. And I have it. See, I mean, what I kind of did with this was I like took all the parts that I'd been buying for projects for like the last 10 years. I'm not kidding. 10 years mm-hmm. on the shelf. And put them all into this, you know, like the gauges. <laughs> I had half gauges already and the low range GPS and, you know, the swing out tire carrier stuff and whatever, you know, I just kind of started going clearing off the shocks, clearing off the shelf and. Oh, I'm going to finally use all this. Yeah, finally. Uh, That's nice when you have all that stuff laying around though. Well, it, yeah, but uh, you know, you think, Oh, well, you have all, nice to have all that stuff, but yeah, well, yeah, well, 10 years of buying it, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd forgotten I had some of the stuff. I had two of some stuff because <laughs> I'd bought it twice, you know? <laughs> it's like, why do I have two oil temperature gauges? What's the point of this? Just, you know, just in case. Thing. Just yeah. in case. That's funny. You, why just don't don't know. you know, just forget. You start stashing that stuff. You just kind of forget what you have and what you don't have. And mm-hmm. then you go through it and go, oh, crap. I have one of those. I have that. I don't need that anymore. Yep. I, uh, yeah, I get get that. I do get that. (laughs) I have had, I, the other day I was in the shed in the backyard and I'm like, I need to get rid of this. I need to get rid of that. Like there's so many things back in the shed. I'm like, I just don't need any of this stuff. Right. And, uh, yeah, but yet here I am. I still have it. Well, yeah, I did that this spring. I like got rid of a bunch of the transmissions I had laying around that I used for mock-up. You know, they were just cores. Right. And it's like, why am I keeping these around? I'm not going to use them. I'm not going to rebuild them. I don't want to mess with them. So, yeah, I had I was selling them for like five or ten bucks a piece. I just wanted somebody to come get them. And if there was something wrong with them, nobody's going to come back and whine about ten bucks or whatever it was, right. you know. So just come haul this, get the stuff out of my shop. So I got rid of like half a dozen transmissions doing that and which is great. So I still have more to get rid of though. But yeah, one, start one at a time. One at yeah. a time. You know, mm-hmm. and there's just things like that you think you're gonna use someday. Mm-hmm. And they've been on the shelf so long you have to put labels on the box. Like one is this is so me, I guess, is uh I bought a set of Marlin um, axles. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like the, they were the called Marlinks or something like that that Marlin used to sell. Right. 
of their own. I think they're MPs, but regardless, Marlin had their own brand name on them for my Toyota. Well, you know, the stock ones aren't going to last, so I better buy these now so I have them. Well, now it's been so long. Marlin doesn't even make them anymore. They sell RCVs now, and um, <laughs> I've never put them in the truck. They're still in the box that came from Marlin on the shelf. Really? Yeah. And so I hauled them all the way to Wisconsin when I worked there. I hauled them all the way back, put them on a shelf again, move them to, from where I was up to where I'm at now, put them on the shelf. Yeah, someday I should probably put those in. But if the stock and shops someday. aren't breaking, it's like, why do you want to tear everything apart? You know? Yep. That's true. Why would you, why would you go through the, the hassle? Right. Right. I get that. <laughs> one. Just stuff like that. You know, yep. there's a, a chain drive transfer case adapter that I could run dual cases and have a chain drive rear case on the Toyota, mm-hmm. which yeah, it's still in the box. You know, I, I want to do that someday. Uh, well, yeah, no. I have dual cases, but, you know, I wanted the chain drive rear so I could shift on the fly with, you know, because they're like synchroed with the planetary and it's a different ratio. So you could get kind of mix up your ratios a little bit better. So it's like 2.6 instead of 2.28. So, yeah, well, it's still sitting there. Yeah. And that's, you said it's a Toyota pattern. You can put it in the Toyota. It's a Toyota for to run a chain drive rear Toyota case. Hmm. The V6 case, they call it. Oh, I got the case. I'm you know, one of those things you've had st- sitting around for years, and yeah, they're gonna get this adapter, and yeah, well, ever many years later, right? You know, I've packed it around everywhere I've moved, you know, type of thing, and it's still sitting on the shelf. It's just like <laughs> kind of, I'm kind of getting over that, getting older now, realizing that I just need to worry about what I'm working on right now, and then. When someday comes and I'll get what I need there, it's a lot better than buying stuff you end up not using or can't use anymore. So like that low ranch GPS, I don't even build it anymore. Yeah, oh, really? But you had, yeah. you had it laying around, so why not use it, right? Yeah, because I bought it brand new and it was like the thing to have. And now it's a five inch. Now they have, or it's a seven inch. Now they have nines and elevens or so, I don't know. But anyway, it's, they don't even make it. It's so little that, you know, nobody even wants that for off-road anymore. And so it's, well, it's brand new. It was brand new in the box when I put it in the commando here this this fall. So, and I had the external antenna, you know, you just buy all this stuff. And, Would you, you yeah, use both well, those for other projects like uh, before and just never use them? Yeah, I was going to yeah. put it in that LFFJ. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just never did so um just been on the shelf because i never got it running finished the interior out you know right so i just sat on the shelf and then it was just a thing of being cool i mean honestly i don't really i mean a stock magellan on the dash that shows all the forest service roads typically anyway so it's kind of silly to spend the money on that but it's cool it's you know, permanent mounted looks cool. Mm-hmm. It's all about looking cool. You know, uh, ninety percent. You know, ninety percent off road is looking. Gotta cool. look cool when. Yeah, gotta look cool when you're uh, going to Dairy Queen to hang out with the guys. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you do you have to. Oh yeah. Uh, I figure I should get a free pass since at least I have lockers front and rear, you know, and mud tires, you know, so. 
Yeah. Um, I am, I'm actually designed, I'm making you something right now. You're making me something. I am. I'm oh, making something man. before I forget about it. I'm making you something. I am making you a, uh, remember we we're talking about those shift stickers. Oh yeah. I just made you one. And that's why I am like, I'm I just finished it. I'm going to send it to you right now. And then you're like, oh yeah. So then just basically make these and then change the, the center. You have a high one, a low one, and then one, two. Let's see. Where's Rory at? I'm going to send it to you a messenger. So it's easy. Okay. Somewhere. Maybe. There you are. Found you. All right, here it comes. So just print these out in little bitty, like three quarter or one inch diameter, have them die cut. Super simple, super inexpensive, and you can just stick them wherever you need to stick them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That was a quick just phone phone edit make. Um really? Yeah. Yeah, I gotta I <laughs> I do so much design stuff on my phone that I have a little app on there that I use and it works pretty well. It's got it's got plenty of the stuff that I need to do to do most editing. It'll give me a rough design. And then I'll send that off to a graphic artist and say, here's my, here's my thought. Here's what I basically want it to look like. Will you refine this and make it so I can scale it to whatever size I want? And like, yep, no problem. So it's super handy yeah, for coming up cool. with, with raw edits. Yeah, I think that would be cool. It's just, it's your red circle. So for the people that are listening that obviously can't see it, it looks just like Rory's sticker. It's red with a white outline. It says rad designs at the top. And then it has the uh, plus minus arrow in the middle. And then it has just an H in the middle of that, a black H. And so, you know, super simple, but, uh, if a guy, you know, if you sold a pack of those that had two H's, two L's, you know, two ones and two twos or something like that, and you could just sell a little pack of six or eight, um, stickers, one inch little diameter stickers, they could just stick them wherever the shifters are at. And then that right. would give them their, that yeah, would give them can, their pattern. It wouldn't, wouldn't matter what you had. You could use them for any anything. Setup, yeah. You know, yep. you could use them for a triple stick, twin stick. Um, yeah. yeah, you don't much. have to use them all. Yep. That's pretty, pretty cool. Much. Yeah, that was my thought. Like, yeah, that's kind of. So I got a sticker real. guy up here that he would he would crank them out for me, no problem. It'd yeah. be easy to do. And, so. and you can die cut them, just little circles like that, little one inch, you know, three quarter, one inch, whatever looks yep. good. Circles, um, that'd be pretty slick. I think, but yeah, that it was would my... be easy to do just to have all on one sheet. You yeah. know, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You could do that one sheet. Yeah, just sell the you sell don't the need sheet. To separate them out. I'm the plug, man. Thanks, bud. I got See, I got ideas. That's, that's, that's why a guy needs a guy needs somebody to brainstorm with on weird stuff like that yep. because that's how you come up with crazy stuff. I am the idea guy. No. I'm not the I am not the uh, the make it happen guy. I'm the idea guy. I have ideas, yeah, and then it's the execution that I usually drop the ball at. Like, oh man, I got this idea. Oh, that's yeah. a really good idea. Yeah, I'll try to execute. Research. That was good though. That you was. Did, right? but look how long it took to execute on that. <laughs> that should right. have been that should I've have been easy. That, I, I got that sticker on the door going into my machine shop, so you know <laughs> I love it. I feel like that doesn't count there. You know, no, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's yeah, because it's it's it, you're standing in the fab shop side of my shop, looking into the machine shop, but it's right there on the glass of the door. You know, and so it's like, yep, <laughs> there we go. Right, I like it. Uh, it's kind of like a friend of mine used to always say, an engineer would say, if you're going to guess, don't take all day. 
just do something, <laughs> just you know, do, type yeah. of thing. Fuck it up now so you can figure yeah. it. So at you're least gonna, you have a starting point to start, start making it right. Yeah. Yep. If you're going to guess, don't take all day to guess because you don't have a clue what you're doing. Just yep. do it. Just do so, it. So, yep. Always just keep moving forward. Even somebody said that, uh, somebody I listened to was saying something about that. Like, even if you go 100 miles in the wrong direction, at least you were moving. Like, at least you know that right. you're now in the wrong direction. Whereas if you're still sitting at the fork in the road, you've, you've not made any progress. Like, I, you still don't know which one's the right, right, right or wrong way. So, yep. Um, I used to tell people that too. I go, third try is where I usually nail it. You know, <laughs> give me three tries. Give me three tries. Because I want to build one and see what it looks like. Okay. And then I'm going to change it. Okay. That's, oh, I need one more thing. I need to do this. And then the third one's going to have it. You know, it's going to be perfect. Right. You know, so that's how I need to live my life. And I don't, I live my life off of trying to be perfect the first time. And so I don't allow myself to mess up enough. And that's what I need yeah. to do. I need to just keep, keep messing up so you can like, yeah, have iterations. Whereas I'm like, I'll make it perfect the first time. And then I want to change it ever. Well, you know, when you look at, I mean, even though prices have gone up on raw materials or whatever, mm -hmm. but still, if you stop and think how many cents really a small piece of metal is, if you're trying to build a bracket or something, mm -hmm. um, you know, so you just throws it in the recycle bucket, you know, let's go. You're going to, you you know, yep. you can't not make the mistake every <laughs> now and then. So but yeah, you got to build it to know what you want to do. But. I think so. That's just how my brain works, though. You mm -hmm. know, so I know people that can think they've got everything done, but you know, until you start to bolt it onto something, then realize, oh crap, that's not quite. Well, you know, yeah, yep. You'll never know unless you do it, unless you try it. Um, well, that's kind of like third try, third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. Make that a sticker. <laughs> more stalls all less research third time's a charm third time's a charm just keep cutting what if you cut too far that's what they make a welder for so um, where's where's the liberty build going i just haven't seen anything on i that. have no idea it's a it's sitting in a warm showroom in iowa currently to the best of my knowledge yeah. uh -huh. um they right. haven't started on it. they're busy um that's one of those things okay. that you know that's a complete project so uh, it's in their hands. I am not currently pushing them. Once we got back to cold weather again here, I was like, I'm not pushing. Like you just, if you can right. have it done when it starts to warm up again, I would be cool with that. Like, that'd be awesome. And so hopefully right. this winter, they'll find some time I to start thinking with it's it. It's so bad. It's like, because of you everywhere I go, I see those stupid things everywhere. Liberties. <laughs> Jess, yeah. Jess and I were having that conversation yesterday. We were sitting somewhere and she looked over and she's like, there's a red Liberty. I think we were uh, sitting in the drive through somewhere. She's like, there's a red Liberty right there. I was like, I got enough liberties. Like I'm going to, I said, I told her one's enough as we're sitting in Liberty number three. I told her one Liberty is enough. And she's like, you have three. I'm like, I know <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be, I'm going to be shifting gears. I think I'm going to, I think what my plan, you know, I think I'm an ideal guy. Um, I'm going to get an engine. I'm going to find an engine for this blue one and have uh, one of the mechanics throw an engine in it, clean it up throw it up for sale and get it out of here. I'm going to clean up my van and get it all prepped and get it sold and get it out of here. And then I'm going to go through this white one, the white Liberty that I just bought the KK. I'm going to finish the little things that are wrong with it and do the same, put it up on the market and sell it and try to get a pretty good little chunk of change out. Maybe have, maybe get five for each Liberty and then get 20 for the van. And uh, if I can do that, that'll give me a big chunk of change to put towards some other things. And I would really like to buy, I think right now as my daily, 
I want to buy a 14 and newer uh, SRT8 Cherokee. So it's still, oh my an SU- God. it's still an SUV, but it's also kind of a cool car slash fun car. So uh, I feel yeah. like, I feel like at this point in my life, it meets all my needs. It's a, it's a kid hauler. Right. It's a race car. It's an SUV. I feel like, and it, and it looks cool too. So I'll throw an engine, I'll throw a transmission in the crew cab. Once I get one of the other three vehicles sold, I'll throw the, I'll get a new transmission put in the crew cab and get it put back to like tow truck status. And that's what it'll live its life as. Right. And then I will eventually, um, pick up an SRT eight and that'll be the, like, I don't want to say like the face of the business, but like, that'll be like my cool car to do stuff in or whatever, or like put a wrap on or something like that. You know what I mean? Something yep. to do, something to do cool yeah. stuff with. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like we have an 06 Daytona Charger, mm-hmm. you know, and it's yellow. So it's like definitely yeah. loud, but it, it lives in the garage all winter long. You know, when the time changes, you put it in. When the time changes back, you pull it out and you don't have to screw with the clock. But, you know, it's <laughs> just a car we've had that's new that's kind of fun to go drive around in that, you know, we don't really ever take anywhere. What's that to speak of? But does that got the five seven Hemi in it? So, yep, yeah, five seven. I bet it gets up and scoots pretty good. Oh, it it'll it'll go fast. Yeah, it'll go fast. I, I've had it. I've had it. I've had it at one thirty. Okay. It's yeah. is that one all wheel drive? There was like, no, it's not. No, they didn't okay. have them until oh. a few years later. Oh. Well, man, I was where from where I used to live. I was coming up to here for something mm-hmm. by myself. And I leave this little town that you have to slow down for. It's a state highway, but you slow down, go through it. And I'm leaving it and skater goes by me. Just like I see his lights coming. I'm like, well, I'm going like 60 speed limits, 55. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you're fine. You know, come on. He's not after me. I pull over. Goo, gone. Well, and I keep going up the road. And after the third one goes by me at like oh. 80 miles an hour with his lights on, uh-huh. I come up to this place where there's like this mega long miles miles long straight away i don't know it's several miles long right right so he's at the far end when i get down to the you know my oh, side he's see. just going out of sight at the far end and uh-huh. i go okay three Definitely. skaters just passed me <laughs> going fast they're not going to be coming back this way anytime soon so i just pinned it you know i'm going 60 i just pin it just to see how fast they get going and yeah at the other end i was going 130 so it was weird because it shifted gears like at 110 you know, because oh, yeah. I just left it mad and the computer shift it, you know, and uh-huh. yeah, I'm going, I'm going, ah, it shifts at 110. Cool. Does right that got right a, on. Is that got a six speed in it? Uh, six speed auto? Four speed? Oh, really? I see it's a Peugeot transmission. Oh. I want to say. Interesting. No, it's not a six speed. Yeah. The... I, think a, I think it's the five speed. Pretty sure it's the five speed. I was fooling around the other night driving the Jeep home, the little. $1,500 ship box I bought and uh, it's, it's pretty peppy. It's got that three, seven in it. It's two wheel drive and it's a six speed manual. And uh, I let out in fourth gear at the top end of fourth gear because I was like, eh, probably don't really know the history of these tires. And since the front tires don't match the rear, I'm wondering if somebody didn't pick them up from a junkyard. So maybe I won't push my luck. Right. So, so I let out at 105 and in, in the top of fourth and had two more gears left and still had plenty of power left. And uh, I was like, you know what? For fifteen hundred bucks, that's not half bad. It gets it gets yeah, with the program exactly. okay for a little for for a box, but 
throw right. some and throw some shorter tires on tire sport you're going to double what you have into your rig uh well yeah yeah you're not too far from it <laughs> <laughs> i've got wheels already i have tires for it the tires are they're not old but they've been outside for three years so they got a little bit of cracking right. on the edges but i think they'll be fine for what i'm for that thing um and then eventually right. i'll probably end up buying a proper size tire for it depending on how long I keep it. If I sell it, then I won't worry about it. If I don't, if I do keep it for a little bit, I'll throw a different tire on it and, uh, and go to a proper right. size tire. So the tire, so the speedo stays the same, but I thought about throwing yeah. some twenties on, I got eighteens here at the shop, just floating around. <laughs> I thought about throwing some like factory, uh, twenties on it from something like a charger or something like that, you know, yeah. throw, throw like a charger wheel on it. Or, um, I think there's some Jeeps that are running a 20 inch wheel with a five on four and a half bolt pattern. I'd have to look into that. Anyway, you want to roll this thing into the Patreon? You got time for Patreon? Sure. Okay. Well, let's uh let's wrap this main up and then we'll move into the Patreon. We've kind of been doing a little Patreon stuff here at the end here, so may as well just roll into that. Um Yes. Make sure that you guys, first off, Rory, thank you for coming on the podcast. This has been fun. It's been too long since Definitely. we've talked. Um and, uh, yeah, I appreciate everyone listening to episode 160. That's kind of crazy to say. It's a lot of episodes. Uh, and congratulations. Well, thank you. Um, I wasn't on all of them. Ha ha. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks for listening guys. Uh, make sure you go check out complete off-road Chris over at complete off-road of five, six, three, five, eight, three, five, three, six, three. Make sure you check out Crawler Off-Road for those synthetic ropes that we were talking about earlier. You can get those over there at crawleroffroad.com. If you need any kind of um, fabrication pieces for your project, make sure you check out Off-Road Anonymous. They got all kinds of cool goodies over there. And then if you need some inflation, deflation stuff, you can check out the Morflate at the M-O-R-R-F-L-A-T-E.com. And uh, check out their tire repair kit. I just used it the other day on the wife's Jeep. Worked fantastic. and. If you need a kick-ass shifter for apparently anything you own, you can check out Rad Designs. And they got all the good stuff. Right? That's where we go? You bet. Rad- shifting is our business. Shifting is our business. That's right. And business is good. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's where we went. So... Right on. Well, we're going to wrap it up. And if you do want to listen to some more stuff of us, go ramble on about whatever, do the fun stuff. We're going to go to Patreon and do that. So thanks for joining us and catch you on the train.